The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Turn us on and the satisfaction's guaranteed. Frank discussion with passion on CJD 800. Well, not sure how this show is going to go, but let's give it a go and uh, we can get in as, in as much information as possible uh, during this hour and uh, we'll see what we can do. If we uh, get turned off, well, we'll get turned off. What can I tell you? And we'll just resume, right? But uh, politics are important at this time of year. So let uh, coming up, I want to talk to you, hopefully I have a, ch- a chance to talk to you about Project Sexto in Quebec. It's a new um uh, prevention program for kids who sexed basically uh, we're going to talk about sexy seniors and masks facilitating cheating according to uh, a research study but first let's take a look at the inbox make a connection anytime at 514-800 all right let me share some emails actually that i got uh here's uh last night we did a show on commitment phobia, fear of commitment. Last night's show was an eye-opener. As you know by my text, I continued to try and defend my position, which was a ridiculous thing to do. It did not require a defense. It required a reality check on my part. I have let some really nice women in my life and let them go because of my, I cannot think of the word, I want to avoid the word stubbornness. I have felt I was set in my ways because I was getting my needs filled on a few levels and that was fine for me, but not so good for the women I see. I hid behind my honesty thinking if I tell them where I stand, it's all good, but it's not. It's unfair to them. If you ever listen to the song, I am a rock by Paul Simon, it pretty much speaks to me as I am. I need to change a few things about my mindset. I seem to use the sentence, I really like you, but as a virtual wall. I have to stop the butt. We'll take some time. I have been unfair to myself and others, and last night's show showed me that. It seemed like that show was directed at me. But you have always found a way to personalize shows, even though they may apply to thousands. Thank you. Uh, Appreciate your your feedback, and I'm glad we were able to be uh, of some help. Here's another email. My daughter and I are big fans and most times my husband listens in too, but last night's show created some controversy. We got into the conversation of single versus married life and how men and women differ. Then we got into alone time discussion. We know we all need alone time or away time, but my husband does not like how I spend my alone time. I like to go for long walks, sometimes with my daughter or a drive, but it's usually out of the house alone time and when I want my alone time he wants to be there Uh, that's not alone time people Uh, he can be with me 24 7 and his only time alone is when we when he would go do something with his friends but that has not happened in a long time even when I'm doing some painting and want to be alone doing it he watches or is just there help him understand what alone time means please I cannot get through to him uh, <laughs> and then adds where's the passion poet what happened to the passion poet is everything okay he's been giving in poems my daughter and i enjoy his comical poems but my husband still says he is a cjd employee and a professional poet which he's not um he is an amateur songwriter and when i say he is jealous he gets upset that's the husband so alone time means alone time like being alone alone right 
a lot of people misinterpret alone time from being away from you. It's not like if I say I want some alone time, I'm not saying I want to be away from you. They're two different things. I'm not rejecting you. I just want to, I value some alone time and want to be alone. There is nothing wrong with that. And he doesn't have to agree in terms of how you want to spend your alone time, whether it's sitting in a dark room doing nothing or going for a walk or taking a bath or taking a class. Like as long as it's within the confines, you know, fit like obviously alone time going out and meeting other men, that's not alone time. That would be cheating. So we're not talking about that, but Hey, you're entitled and you're allowed as an individual to have your own likes and dislikes and activities you want to do without your partner there. And that doesn't mean you don't love your partner. It doesn't mean that you don't appreciate the time you spend together, but you need a balance between that uh, and couple time. And some people need less alone time and that it's just a personality thing. It's just a need. And I think we need to be able to respect that uh, in each other. Dr. Lori, I want to, to tell you how much I enjoyed Monday's show with the girls. It happened to help me with the few issues I'm facing. That show and the Baby Boomer show speaks a lot to many things middle-aged men and women are facing. I'm stressed out and full of anxiety, but everyone I know is. We need some release and talking is not going to do it. Talking alone may not do it, but... Um, you know, a little bit, a form of exercise, whether you go for a run or you do exercise at home or some way to release some of that frustration and energy is also, uh, is also really important. So, but it's different for all of us. What, what kind of release, uh, we need sometimes even meditation can be very helpful. Sometimes you need to be more active and sometimes you need to be more quiet. It depends. To solve the alone time problem, simply give the man a dictionary and if needed, put two bookmarks where the words alone and time are. (laughs) Okay. I have been alone for years and would love to have someone who wants to be beside me as this man does. I understand. And I think when we talk about alone time, it's about, it's choosing to be alone, right? When you're in a relationship, Um, you still, there are still moments when you want to, to be alone when you are single and alone and don't have a partner, when you want to have a partner, that's not the same thing because it's, you're always alone. And I think it, it, it has very different, uh, very different meaning. Um, alone time is stuck with a possessive husband. If I was his male friend, I would take him aside and shake him. So you're interpreting that as the husband being, uh, possessive. So that's interesting. Could be possessive, could be a little bit needy, could be, he doesn't have his own friends and such, all of that, all, uh, possible coming up. We'll talk about project, a project sexto from the pleasure and the politics to the hangups and the heartbreak. You're listening to Passion, CJD 800. So it looks like we may just have a Passion Quickie tonight. 
Uh, and uh, Joe Biden uh, will be, uh, I, I believe, around uh, 10.30. So we may end the show at 10.30. Uh, but before I continue and start to talk about some of the uh, stories, the Passion Poet did send a poem. The election was Tuesday and they are still counting votes. Biden ahead in remaining states and Trump has started to gloat. He says it's unfair. I am claiming victory. Another ridiculous comment to go down in history. I mean, you're getting political there, uh passion poet a country in a divide patriotism is being lost our friends to the south will pay a high cost no matter the final results they are all our friend let's show canadian spirit and that will never end oh thank you for that a little bit political not too much uh, not too sexy but that's okay here's something new quebec cops and schools are implementing a plan to curb sexting among high school students and i'm wondering what your thoughts are on this so the quebec uh, provincial police the sq along with the top prosecutors in the province are taking aim at the growing sexting phenomenon among adolescents and warning them of the repercussions of sending illicit photos online or between smartphones. SQ spokesperson Benoit Richard said Project Sexto allows police and school staff to work together to draw attention to the issue, warn of potential repercussions, and curb the spread of illicit photo and video sharing among minors. He says, we want the actions regarding the exchange of those pictures to be taken very seriously. Those under 17 who take an illicit photo and send it to someone else can be charged with producing and distributing child pornography. We did, we did a whole thing on this once where uh, the laws need to change a little bit because when they look, when you look at the studies of how often this is actually done uh, and not in a malicious way, wow, uh, is this the right thing to charge kids with who are sending it to other kids? Can you really call that child pornography when they're being sent to each other? right? Anyway, that's just an opinion I have, but nonetheless. Uh, Project Sexto provides an option for school staff to intervene in a different way than the potentially long, costly, and arduous legal process. When a school finds a kid that has a picture, he seizes everything and writes down all the information inside the Sexto kit, I don't know what the kit looks like, calls the police, we seize everything and send everything to the crown prosecutor. So it's still all legalized. It's all in the legal field here. The next step is to determine whether the sexting was an impulsive act or a malicious one. So here you're making the distinction between someone trying to get back at someone else by spreading uh, photos, right? Like we've talked about revenge porn. This is the same kind of thing. Uh, If the interveners find it was impulsive, an officer meets with the youth and his, his parents, or it should be her parents too, to detail what action will be taken, what are the consequences, and what are the possible injuries to the victim. The timeline for the intervention is four days. If the sexting is found to be malicious, criminal accusations may follow. This process can take over a year, which Richard said often does not improve the accused person's behavior. You have to have consequences that are very close in time to the action. If you give the consequences one or two years later, it doesn't change things. 
Of 571 sexters caught between 2006 and uh, 2016 rather and 2020, 67% were dealt with using the sexto kit. Uh, there was only a 1.7% recidivism rate for those not hauled through the legal system. It shows that the project works and it has great options for us. We're very happy to put it in action in Quebec in all of our stations. So here's something that parents should be talking to their um to their adolescents about, to their kids about, actually. In all fairness, uh, Texter writes, kids are kids. They do not think what they are doing sometimes. We create a technology and blame others how it's used and by who, true. I can't imagine my teachers confiscating notes or images, Polaroids, that I would have passed to my friend when I was a kid. Uh, again, that would mean that teachers would have to be aware, and it puts the onus on them, um, which, of course, I'm not quite sure. Uh, scary stuff. An, in, an innocent person could be traumatized by a jilted lover. And I get that's the malicious uh, angle that they're looking at, right? So they're seeing, because look, the research shows that quite a large number of kids who sext, in other words, send, who send explicit uh, videos like naked pictures to each other or partly naked or what have you, do it as a form of flirting, do it as a form of uh, a social communication I'm not saying it's right. It's not that it's right. And obviously it's dangerous, but the legalities of it, when you're talking about a, uh, a 16 year old and another 16 year old, and they're sending these things to each other as a form of flirtation or what have you, and that they can be accused of child pornography, that kind of like, like, look at what a real child pornographer is and look at this. How do you compare those two things? Now I get it. If somebody is using then a photo and spreading that, it's a, it, it, then it becomes a form of cyberbullying. Well, then of course there has to be consequences to that. Uh, absolutely. Hi, Dr. Lurie. I generally like this project Sexto from what I've just now read and heard about. Well, it, it, yes, I like it too. I think it's it's a good way to start talking to people about the 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 dangers i just think more work needs to be done at the at a, uh, at the fundamental legal um stage of it not not necessarily the police stage of it right we have to ch- change some of the legislation on uh, on this because it hasn't caught up to our new technologies and all the uh uh, the issues. Uh, my nephew got caught with images that were not appropriate on his phone. When he was 14, his phone was confiscated. He had 50 plus child pornography charges and the girls were his age. So there you go. So imagine here's a 14 year old kid who gets 50 charges of child pornography on his record at the age of 14 if it was in the states, they would be on a um, on a, 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 a fe- an offenders registry, a sex offenders registry. By the way, we don't have a public sex offenders registry here, but that's what would happen. 
I think he was kicked out of school for a while and did some community work. Yes, and that stain, look, I'm not saying people shouldn't be warned about this and if they use it maliciously, they shouldn't be punished. But when you're talking about kids with kids, doing it with each other, to each other, sending these to each other, uh, then uh, it gets a little more tricky. Um, Just imagine if that was your 14-year-old kid, right? So talk to them. Talk to kids about this. Very, very important. Uh, Let's see if I can get through this one. Who are the sexy seniors? New research reveals patterns of sexual activity in... uh, older um, adults. Regular sexual activity is not only important for an individual's adult's mental and physical health, but it's also an essential aspect of bonding for couples in committed relationships. This is an article written by uh, Dr. David Luden. As we grow older, we tend to experience health problems that can dampen our sexual desire or ability to perform. So it's no wonder that frequency of sex decreases uh, with as we um, as we age. So within a committed relationship, it's not just our own level of desire that determines how often we have intercourse. We need to negotiate intimate occasions with our spouse whose libido may be different from our own. So sexual frequency in marriage represents a compromise somewhere between the levels each partner uh, prefers. So let's look at uh, this, uh, this research here. This was data on 953 couples in their 60s right through to their 80s all, uh, almost all were married. And what they found were four distinct patterns of sexual activities in older adults. So remember that in the 60 to 80 range, couples who had been together, uh, for the most part for, for quite some time, what they found was you had about a quarter. So 25% of the sample were what they called traditionalist couples who tended to be older and to have been married longer. These couples reported having sex about once a month or less, and their repertoire was mainly limited to vaginal penetration with few other sexual activities um, reported. So they say it's likely that traditional attitudes about sex account for the reduced frequency and limited range of sexual activity in these couples. These couples tended to be more gender stereotypical uh, in a way. Uh, Then there was the versatile couples. So this group made up about a third of the sample. Couples in this category tended to be younger and married for shorter durations than other couples in the survey. They also reported the highest levels of relationship satisfaction. Both husbands and wives placed high value on sexuality within the relationship. They reported the highest levels of physical pleasure during sex, and they thought about sex often. So no wonder then that versatile couples reported having sex more frequently than couples in other categories, and they also included a wider variety of sexual techniques in their lovemaking. So these were, um, the versatile couples were far more open, it seemed. Uh, Compensatory... 
Um, that's another group. So husbands and wives agreed on the frequency and types of sexual activities they engaged in, uh, but they reported that um, couples in that group gave reports that differed from each other, but in a predictable matter. So they had the wives reported lower sexual frequency, but their husbands reported greater frequency, partly because the wives looked at sex as uh, vaginal uh, intercourse and the husbands considered everything else. And then of course, about a third of the couples no longer engaged in any form of sexual activity and they were called the resigned inactive. So bottom line, two thirds of older adults are still sexually active. Only a third of couples between in their sixties up through their eighties are in active. So just a little something. So apparently I can still continue, I think, uh, but we'll see. We'll see what happens after the news. A safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's Passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. I lied. We're back. <laughs> we may just get to go through till 11 o'clock. Maybe not. If we get interrupted, you'll know why. Uh, all right. Let's talk about this. Uh, this is our stupid sex story of the day. Headline, boyfriend selfie mistake that exposed his affair. A woman has shared a photo. Her ex sent her taken in his car. It appears innocent enough but upon closer inspection revealed his cheating antics. And if you see the picture, it's, it's quite interesting actually. Um, so this is, uh, this was on TikTok. So she busted her partner of four years being unfaithful in the video, which has been viewed more than a million, 1.4 million times. It shows a photo of her boyfriend wearing a pair of black sunglasses as he looks directly into the camera. While it appears to be innocent at first glance, upon further inspection, she points out that there's actually another person sitting in the passenger seat beside him. You know, you could see the reflection in, in the glasses when you see the picture. It's kind of cool. Uh, so, uh, it, so it shows a woman with her bare legs, feet up on the dash floor, and she writes, she captioned the post, check the reflection in your boyfriend's uh, sunglasses, ladies. When she called him out on it. Uh, he, she said that he called her crazy, but one week after he sent the photo, it was revealed he had been cheating on her for, um, a whole month. Anyway, she was bombarded with lots and lots and lots of, uh, um, comments. So, um, we'll continue to read you some stories and share until we get our breaking news thing. Uh, and then I'll know we'll have to interrupt the show. And I'm just telling you ahead of time, uh, thanks for listening. <laughs> I appreciate you uh, and have a good weekend. I'm telling you all that now, okay? Uh, face masks are helping straying Brits to cheat on their partners. So this is uh, out of Britain. This was a study uh, done by a website in Europe called Gleden, which is basically a website also dedicated to people who are married or in a relationship who want to indulge in an affair. So very much like the Ashley Madison, uh, I think it's global, but anyway, this is a UK thing. So they conducted a survey in October among more than a thousand of their subscribers who live in the UK 
who declared having had an extramarital affair in the past three months. Keep in mind, past three months during the pandemic. The research revealed that 72% of straying Brits admit that compulsory face masks are facilitating their illicit encounters with 18% hoping for the situation to continue in 2021. A spokesperson for Gleedon said 7 out of 10 unfaithful Brits are finally able to visit their lover or mistress without dreading being seen and identified by the neighbors. Having the face covered by the mask helps traveling incognito and 76% of responders admitted that face masks have become a big help indeed when it comes to meeting with their lovers in daylight. 58% of responders think that compulsory face masks are facilitating meeting with lovers in public places, while 47% now daring to meet close to the workplace and 13% even close to their home. Hiding half the face caused enough uncertainty to allow cheating couples to spend less time traveling to a meeting place and more quality time together, the research uh, discovered. (laughs) There you have it. Pretty pathetic, but uh, there it is. Uh, Here's another headline. Teen boys think marijuana makes sex better. Teenage boys who see ads for pot, I don't know if I haven't seen any ads for pot, have you? But so I'm not sure where this is from, are more likely than girls to link marijuana with better sex. This is according to new um, study. What's the reason for this? Well, many boys think people who use pot are less inhibited and enjoy sex more, which leads them to want to try marijuana in the future. Girls and young women, however, are less likely to use pot based on messages that connect it to sex. The messages adolescents and young adults are seeing are part of what is having impact the type of appeal and the content not just the fact that young people are seeing these messages on social media beyond the connection between marijuana and sex advertising and social media that portrays marijuana in any positive light affects teens and young adults parents need to talk with their kids about having a more critical attitude toward marijuana messages The next step is to identify how advertisements affect people as it relates to sex-related marijuana expectancies as well as the intent for use before and after sex. Uh, For the study, the researchers surveyed 350 teens between the ages of 15 to 17 and nearly 1,000 college-aged adults. Regardless of age or sex, they found that those who saw more pro-marijuana content on social media intended to use pot in uh in the future Uh, so the findings were published in the journal of sex research they also don't know why but older males were not influenced in the uh the same way as the uh, younger ones possibly because they have more sexual experience to draw uh, to draw on as a means of forming their opinion of sex and marijuana and probably may have tried that Uh, This is out of the UK again, little theme tonight, couples living apart could be allowed to have sex under new bubble rules. Officials have been urged to widen the scope of who can make social bubbles. Um, Oh, I think we are uh, just about ready to leave. This is breaking news. Breaking news, folks. 